I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome back for those who have been with us before, and this is not your first time. If this is your first time, welcome for the first time. You're just as important as the person who's been here since day one. You're actually just as important as me, the one who gets to get on here and run his mouth. This is a podcast where we hopefully encourage you to have conversation. We hope this is conversational. I hope it develops something inside you that says, wow, I'd never thought about that. I I didn't have that perspective before. And it challenges you to go and talk about these things with the people around you and the doors that is opened up in conversation. Conversation is powerful. That's the whole purpose of the In the Red podcast. We want to not only instill in you a place, a safe place that we can come and you can kind of share in some of these thoughts, but to also realize that when you leave here, like this is the purpose is to go instill conversation in the world around us. We have too many arguments. We have too many debates and not enough conversation where perspectives can be shared, where people can listen and learn and grow together. That's the important thing. You can have all the right answers, but if the person on the other end of that conversation doesn't trust you enough to listen, to evaluate, and not only listen and evaluate, but to see the fruit of your labor, then you miss a moment to help share those right answers with somebody. It's like kind of like preaching. And for those of you that don't know, I'm a pastor, and I realized a long time ago that I could stand up on the stage and preach at people and tell them what to do and what not to do and all of those things. And they walk out of the building and they don't trust me because they have, they don't understand me. They haven't seen the, um, the fruits of my labor, the experience that I've gone through or any of that. So then they're like, who is that guy to tell me who I am, what I can and can't do any of that. What I found is across the table and sharing in moments and conversation, there is a presenting of trust that you walk through. So when you say something, they can evaluate it based on, their trust of you, but also by watching you walk it out. Like you're not saying something you're not living. I think this happens too many times in church people is we're out here saying a lot of things, but we ain't living it the way we're saying it. So the moment you live something different than you say, and somebody has the ability to process and evaluate both, they're going to walk away from you and not trust anything you do or say, because neither one of them align with one another. This is the problem within the church. I'll be the first one to say it. It's a problem I've had to be better at in my life is my life has to match up with my words. If you have to hear me to hear about Jesus, that's a problem. I hope you experience it through me, which opens the door of trust for you to ask questions for them me to share the why behind what I do. That's the power. And, um, 
So in this podcast, I want to invite you in a place of conversation. I want you to listen. But before we get to that, I know I have to do all the little things up front to make sure that we move forward and we connect with people. You have three jobs as a listener of this podcast. And I don't want to say jobs because then it's you have to, right? There's things in our life that we have to do. We have to take the trash out of. We know it gets bad until you have teenagers. Now I don't have to take the trash out anymore. Uh, I make my son do it or better yet, he gets to do it. It's the opportunity, right? So I'm not giving you these jobs because you have to do them. I want to give you these opportunities because I hope you'll want to do them. First, it's follow. If this uh, conversation, if this podcast helps you, please, please, please follow. That number goes somewhere into some bank and says, hey, these people enjoyed this. Maybe you should watch this or listen to this too. Second is download. Yes, I know that seems almost inconceivable in the time frame we're in because who needs to download anything anymore? You can just watch it whenever you want to. It's on demand. But there is some, once again, number that is populated in some memory bank somewhere that says when they download it, it's a little bit more valuable because not only did they follow it, but they downloaded it, which that means they may want to watch it again. It was important. And the last is review because um, threes is the power, right? If you do something three times. So what you're actually doing in all three of these is saying this is important to me. Maybe it was this episode. Maybe it's the podcast as a whole. In following, downloading, and review what you're saying to somebody out there that has not listened to this, who's not been on this journey with us, to say, hey, hop on in. You don't have to go back to the beginning and listen to all these podcast episodes. You could hop in right here and find something exactly for you at the right moment, the right time. I think that's the important thing. Well, today I want to talk to you about two words that I think are really close together and mm, in a broken mindset, we've started pursuing one and invalidated the other. And it's, I know we're getting around Christmas time. So these two words are really going to sound close to uh, something, but I want to talk about presence and that's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, your presence. When you walk into a room, your presence is felt, right? Uh, in church world, uh, we constantly, we want to be in God's presence. Uh, that's what you hear a lot if you go to church. I just want to be in the presence of the Lord. Okay, we'll talk about that in this podcast, too, I assure you. The other word is present. In other terms, being present. See, I think we've invested a lot of time, energy in helping people hone their presence. It's it's the influenced world we live in, right? You turn on a podcast, you uh, jump on Instagram, and it's a bunch of influencers trying to affect you with their presence. Like you're flipping, right? All the things you're flipping there, you know what I'm talking about. This You get stuck in the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, media wheel of death, right? You start looking at a puppy. That's generally what happens with me. You get this funny puppy video, like the one with the dog that was in the swimming pool in the morning and the dog mom comes, says you have to get out of the pool and the dog just like starts drifting back to the middle of the pool. I love that video. It's probably the, the one I've told people the most about. You got to go watch this video because I love dogs. We have four. So, but it's that video and then that flips to the next video and unknowingly you're about 15, 20 minutes into the videos before you realize what am I even watching? So it happens is people work on their presence because they're trying to get your attention. There, there's a desire to catch your attention to say, I'm worth watching. I'm maybe this larger than life presence, right? Because 
to get your attention being the shiniest one in the room, the one that stands out the most. I need to get your attention because I'm important. See, really what happens is two things. The the, the defined difference between being present and having a presence is being present is a place where you can give value away, demonstrate value, share value. Always needing to, the, the, when your desire is on being or, or being known by your presence, it's a need for value. It's almost like you're begging for value, right? If you're on social media or all this and you're working in your presence because you want somebody who flips through all these things, you want them to see you, catch their eye, and give you attention. You, became, you become a beggar for attention. This is the broken place that we've developed in the world around us because everybody deep down, one of the largest things that people don't realize about themselves is a need and a desire to be seen and to be heard. It's innate. It's in us. And we live in a broken society where we've been invalid in these areas, in, invalidated in these areas by our parents. Uh, you look around when everybody in the family is on a phone, when kids are trying to get their parents' attention and eventually just stop and go back to their game system or their phone. There's this place where we're not seen, right? There, We live in a world where we've seen movements raise up because people have just gone being unheard, that are struggling and being put down, that are going through hard times in their lives. And they're just not noticed. We just move on about our business. We go on about our day to day. And it's in that place of not being heard that now the loudest voices in the room, because they They've been told you need to have a presence for people to, to realize you know what we really need is just a group of people to say, I want to be present with somebody. Like being present is the place where when I walk in, I realize that I want to give value away because I have it. If I'm constantly trying to demonstrate my presence, then I'm constantly trying to earn value from you. You, now you see the difference in these words, right? This is the stage mentality for the world around us. I recently was at a conference, and it, it's a conference that um, has been birthed out of a church that we started in our home called The Session. And through the years, it morphed into what we now call the Founder Collective, because what happened in that very safe and secure place is um, we started undervaluing the stage and overvaluing the table. When we started that, it was like every other church. We would have some songs, and then I would stand up, and it was in a living room, so we really wasn't a stage. We couldn't elevate. I didn't stand on a coffee table or the bar or something. I stood on the same floor as everybody else. But in that moment, because they were seated and I was talking to a microphone, I was elevating what I'm having to say. So in that moment, through those a couple of years as that began to develop, slowly that all got peeled away and we stopped doing it the way it had always been done. And we really just begin to sit week to week around a table and share, whether it be food, whether it be conversation. And I learned the power of listening. And in order to listen, you have to be present. See, presence, having a presence is all about you standing out above everybody else. Being present many times puts you in a position where you are called to serve, to listen, to humble yourself to those people around you. So now if you look at this through a conference lens, we go to these conferences, we go to churches all the time with these larger than life 
people, these larger than life pastors, worship teams, all these things that when we walk in, there's almost like this awe that we have because, oh, I'm in this presence of this person. They're going to say something that's going to change my life. But realistically, what we do is we don't ever get to a place where we can see ourselves to their level because their presence always outweighs our presence. So then we go week to week, we go through our life constantly being in the presence of people who we see above us. And we never realize that we have been called to move in our own space up to that level. So over this last weekend, I was at a conference. Uh, our conference is the Founder Collective, which is what the session morphed into when the power of conversation, the power of the table really became evident to us. Now the Founder Collective, and this was our first year of FounderCon. One of the things we've walked through is we don't want a bunch of speakers who have to be paid to come in, who you're going to get to fly in, speak 15 to 40 minutes, depending on if they're a keynote or not, and then walking out the back door because they were there just for their presence. The money we give them validates their um, their space there and them coming. Uh, the plot and people in that moment of stage, because there's really no conversation back and forth. People are going to say, oh, that was so good. Oh, give me a hand clap and all the things. That validates them, fills up their tank. They supposedly empty out in that moment of giving to you to something. But realistically, it's a prepared moment. They yes. I'm not downplaying what they've gone through to get there. I'm not downplaying the hard time and information that they've stewed and, and generated through the years. I'm not invalidating at all. Those people have put in work, especially if you get those who have gone through doctorate programs, who've gone through studies and all of these things. They walk up with valuable information. But I think there is so much more power in getting and connecting with people beyond the stage. So FounderCon, one of the things we've really begun to steward and harvest is we want speakers who come, who have something to bring, but also will stick around and enjoy the process, enjoy the conference from start to finish, being available, coming to be fed almost, not just coming to give you something and walk out and say, oh, look at me, I did this, I was a part of that, but to genuinely come and be a part of something because they know that in a power of a conversation, you have something to bring and you have something to gain. That's where you get people across the table from you that you never know could change your life when you begin to listen to what they're saying. So we, we've really desired people to come in and just be present. You may be speaking in this moment. You may not be speaking. We've had people who come and were a part of it one year that are speaking the next. We've released that's there's been people who haven't been invited back because they didn't want to come back unless they were speaking. Like that's a limitation that we wanted to overcome because you don't see that in most comfort environments. They, the people out in the, the seats are coming because they want to come to hear this person. They want to be in this person's presence. But realistically, the moment that could change the room is the moment that person becomes present. The moment that maybe their whole talk shifts, everything they prepared because of a conversation they had leading up to the stage, they realize this is something I need to talk about. This is an area in my life I've never shared before because I've prepared this about this that I want people to know. But in this moment, a conversation I had with somebody now opened the door to say, this is what I have to share right now because somebody needs to hear this. I, I'm talking about it from a stage environment. I'm talking about it from a conference environment. But this is so much more important in our personal day-to-day, -day, everyday lives. 
I've shared about families and how we see the smartphones overtaking. Um, because if you've had this in a parent, you'll know what I'm talking about. I've seen parents who witness parents who want to have a presence. They, when they walk into the room, I demand attention. You see this in fathers a lot, like larger than life. I'm the dad and you'll listen to me. But realistically, they're never present. So the only thing the kids know about them is their presence. My dad, when he walked in the room, he demanded attention. He changed. He was a very angry, abrupt man. But he never listened to me. He never shared moments with me. I never had a dad who threw the baseball with me. I never had a dad who um, picked up a Nintendo. This is going to show my age. Picked up an NES controller and, and played Mario Brothers with me. Or nowadays, uh, maybe put on the VR headset. Um, I never had a dad who sat down and said, what are you watching? And took time to be present in that moment. Never sat down at a dinner table and said, how was your day today? How's school going? Maybe their presence was, I got your report card and you're failing. You better change it. There was never a conversation on the struggle and the why. This is the difference between being present and having presence. Sometimes we'll see this in business even. A leader or a boss thinks that they have to have a presence about them. But guess what? When you are in that place where having a presence is your most important thing, you'll become the identity and the people around you will just become accessories. But many times when you're present in the moment, you activate people to help them realize they're a part of it. The identity then becomes so much more it's so much bigger, so much more diverse, so much more rounded because it's not only limited to who you are and what you do. It activates those who have been called to do it alongside you and do it with you. And it begins to bring a fullness to what you've done. This was a life changing moment for me as a pastor being raised in places where and, and hearing concepts like the pastor has the vision of the church, the pastor, this, the pastor, this, the pastor has the authority and control over the people. Wow, that is such a limited understanding. And it, then it requires me to have a presence, right? If I have this power and control and authority as a pastor, then I have to have this presence about me, which is almost off-putting. It's not invitational for people to begin to walk into who you've been called to be, an activator. Like It's the moment that being present, listening, sharing, walking through something, holding them by the hand, Helping people realize sometimes you need that as much as anybody else is important. What if that happened in our homes? What if our kids realize that sometimes we struggle, realize the moment we came in and demonstrated a presence is because we were feeling less than about ourselves and felt like we had to be better than we were, had to be stronger than we actually were in the moment. See, that's the moment we were we fail to share a growing moment with our kids that they're going to encounter those very same places in their life. That in those moments of struggle, there's an invitation that this is not who you have to be. It's just a moment in time, but I'm going to be present right here, even in my brokenness so that I can overcome it and step into a new moment. Now, finally, I'll share it from this perspective because I find this broken mentality within church that we constantly are seeking the presence of God. Oh God, I just want to be in your presence. I, I can't imagine that we would even say that if we fully understood the depth of the scripture and what it meant. Jesus, when he was hanging on the cross, 
bowed his head and he said, Father, it is finished. In that moment, we find the veil in the temple tear from top to bottom. The veil that had isolated the presence of God from being in the present with the people. Only the priest could be in the presence. That was a reserved place, a blocked off place that everybody desired, but no one could have except for that one person. That was the moment Jesus undid all of that and said, no longer you do you have to ask to be in my presence. I want to be present with you. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I'm an ever-present help in troubled times. See, now we don't look to go from church experience to church experience. The moment the church door is open so I can be in the presence of God, we realize that every day of our life, we've been equipped with that presence. So go be present with somebody. We realize driving down the road in our car that he is present with us, that in the most mundane of moments where we feel like, oh, if I could just be in church, if we got to only touch the hem of his garment, he looks at you and he's like, I'm right here. I'm present with you in your struggles. Stop trying to escape your struggles and your troubles and your your frustrating moments and your valley moments to go find the mountaintop that you can be in his presence and embrace the fact that he's right there with you. And if he's with you, there's something you're called to gain or learn or grow from. I just want to challenge you today. Really look at your life. Are you trying to hone a presence? Are you trying to be the loudest person in the room? Are you trying to influence people so you're, hey, look at me? Or with the most mundane, simple moment, are you being present? If you're a speaker, if you're a pastor, if you if you have a stage, if you have a podcast, a social media, media following, what are you doing to be present with those people? Or are you just satisfied with having a presence? The moment you stop listening, is the moment you realize that everything you say is more important than the people you're called to say it to. Open your ears, not your mouth. Open your eyes, not your mouth. Be present in your home with your kids. Be present with your spouse. Be present with the people who work for you. Be present with the people you're called to. Because it's in that moment, the presence that lies in you can help you, can help them Change the situations. I challenge you. Go be present. God bless you. Have an amazing week. In the Red is now in session. Let's go.